Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm back from enlightening the minds of young women. Just kidding. I don't know if I actually did that. I was so nervous with so many people staring at me that at one point I got lost in my notes. (laughs) I'm an idiot. Oh, but it was fun. It was fun. For those of you who hadn't heard or have never heard of me before, (laughs) I went to Augusta, Georgia on Wednesday morning, and I just got back to the New York City area about, oh, four hours ago, and it was quite the travel experience coming back, that's for sure. Uh, I'll have to tell you what the one phrase... I guess the number's interchangeable. But the one phrase you never want to hear from a pilot. (laughs) Anyway, uh, there were a lot of storms in the southeast, uh, specifically in Georgia. And so both my flights were delayed. And, it, yeah, it was a bit of a stressful time because who doesn't want to hoof it through the Atlanta airport? That's what everybody wants to do. So I burned calories, which is good. Because I'd been eating cookies that were gifted to me by the Peach Belt Conference. (laughs) Anyway, my thank yous to both David and Diana, the commissioner and the associate commissioner, the deputy commissioner. Uh, They were very generous hosts. They took me out to a great dinner on Wednesday evening at a nice Italian restaurant. Uh, I had been awake, I think, about 27 hours at that point. And so I was able to keep my eyes open. I could not prevent every yawn from coming out. So I did have to apologize a couple times for yawning, but they were so nice. In fact, when Diana picked me up at the Augusta Airport, she brought coffee with her. (laughs) She asked me my Starbucks order and brought coffee with her and waited till I tell you where we went first. I bet you can guess. So I've got some stories for you, of course, and as we get ready to wrap up the work week, even though I wasn't here, I was still working, as we get ready to wrap up the work week, we'll also preview Championship Sunday, of course, and you've probably heard by now the NFL coaching dominoes are dropping quickly, and it is a little disconcerting to me, I'll be honest, that right now, Neither Mike Vrabel nor Bill Belichick have new jobs in coaching. I couldn't imagine Bill Belichick in a booth doing games, but for some reason that seems to be a popular idea right now. I do not know why 
he's been passed over for jobs. But we know the trend right now. Let's be honest. The trend right now in the NFL is to hire hot coordinators. That's the trend. Most of them on the offensive side of the ball. Now, Raheem Morris comes from the defensive side of the ball primarily, though he's got some coaching experience, not head coaching, not coordinating, but he's got some coaching experience on the offensive side of the ball. I think a lot of these guys do, right? Because they would have started at some of the lower levels of football where you do a lot more. Uh, And so for that reason, it, it makes sense to me that teams are going the offensive coordinator route. I mean, think about it. That's where a lot of recent hires in the last five years have been made. But with Mike Vrabel being available, I am really surprised. The two jobs left open are Washington, and there seems to be a really strong feeling among insiders that that will be Ben Johnson's job. Sorry, Detroit. Remember last year he went back to you, and if you win a Super Bowl, well, then it was worth it. Set set the man free. If he helps you win a Super Bowl and helps Jared Goff and that offense come through with a Super Bowl win, well, then set the man free. He crushed it, and he should be allowed to go pursue his personal dream. Speaking of personal dreams, we'll get back to football here in a second. I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but right now, Novak Djokovic is serving to stay alive in the fourth set of his semifinal in the Australian Open. Yannick Sinner, an Italian who's the four seed, who's never made a Grand Slam final, had him on the ropes in the third set. They went to a tiebreak. I was in here watching, and he actually was one point away from sweeping through and knocking out Novak, but Novak came back to win the tiebreaker, take that third set. But now he's trailing 5-2 in the fourth set. I haven't seen the whole match because I was in the car on my way, but I know that Yannick has been brilliant at painting the lines and at using angles and at hitting the ball and forcing Novak to move all over the court. Now that's generally what Novak does to everyone else. But the other thing that Sinner has done well is he's protected his serve. So he hasn't been broken yet to, I'm I'm pretty sure, to my, my understanding. I was watching earlier, but also read that he has not yet lost his serve. And so his, his serve is also serving him well, haha. And he is right now about to serve to reach his first ever Grand Slam final and end the reign, even if it's temporarily, end the reign of Novak Djokovic. You got to fight. <laughs> I guess he will not be fighting for his right to party. Unless, to party. <laughs> unless he comes all the way back in this fourth set. The nerves are definitely real. You could see them in the tie break. Again, Sinner is going up against the number one player in the world. Man who's sitting on 24 Grand Slam championships. He's never even been to a final, but he's tall and lanky and lean. He's young, he's moving around well, heat doesn't seem to be bothering him, and his serve is locked in. So as soon as we have, well, I mean, it may go to a fifth set. As soon as we have some resolution here in the fourth set, we will let you know. But the serve itself has been an incredible weapon. Once he moves Novak off the court with some of those serves, especially the ones that go out wide, 
Uh, he's then able to, I don't know if he's always approaching the net necessarily, but he comes in, anticipates a short return from Novak, and is then able to crank it the other direction. It's been brilliant tennis. And this would be quite the upset. Carlos Alcaraz of Spain already out. He was ousted in the quarterfinals, so we would be looking at a new final. Some fresh blood. Although I get the sense that a lot of people don't care as much when Novak is out or when the women that people are familiar with, right? So Coco Goff out in the semifinals. And I'm not saying the other players aren't extremely talented, but the buzz level goes way down when it's not Novak or one. And, and it, the women's, women's tennis has a challenge because there's so much parity at the top that you really don't have a dominant champion like Serena that people can get behind. It's just a different animal in women's tennis. Men's has had the big three for so long. Now it's really just Novak and Carlos Alcaraz is on its way up. So this would be a shocker. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, Radio. I haven't shared any photos from inside the conference yet. I do have a few that were taken of me while I was speaking. So maybe I'll share. I'll, I'll go back and look. Sometimes I don't like how the photos turn out. Um, but <laughs> I did share a few with family and with producer Jay when I was on my way back. Um, but I definitely did share a couple photos from... The outside. And we were right on the Savannah River with the Savannah Rapids. And this morning, it was covered in fog. The river was covered in fog. It was so pretty. So I was looking across to South Carolina. (laughs) And I was standing in Georgia taking the photos of the river. And the dam was really loud. So that was fun. Uh, And then I got back to the airport. And what did I find? I mean, it's probably not a surprise to you. At the Augusta, Georgia airport, especially if you've been there before, you're going to have to check out the photo because it features a special, we'll call it playground, but you'll have to go check it out for yourself. I just retweeted ALAW Radio. Jay, if you want to put it up on Facebook, that'd be fun. Uh, And of course, we'll have our poll for the after hours game of the week. You guys, we're down to only four teams remaining. Two more games. That is it. That's it. What are the chances I'm going to need more coffee tonight, Jay? What do you think? Uh, Over under 60%. Oh, well, who's going to get it for me? <laughs> I guess I could. <laughs> no, you don't have to. Is it made already here, though? I haven't gotten coffee since we switched over to the new right. one. It's fu- uh, By the way, Novak just lost. So on match point number two, the Italian... Yannick Sinner reaches his first Grand Slam final and doing so upsets the Joker. And as Joker's running to the net, he gives him a thumbs up. I like him. He's not a sore loser. I mean, there are some sore losers in sports, obviously. But Novak is class. That's really, it's it's a surprise, but it's really neat. Uh, Talk about the match of this young man's life. He looks real young. I'm not going to assume that he's young, but I'm going to go and figure out how old he is because I actually don't know. He played Novak at Wimbledon earlier this year. He played him pretty well. Novak beat him in three straight sets. Wimbledon this year? Yeah. uh, You mean last year? Right, right, 2023. Um, In the round, uh, hold on, before he played Alcaraz in the finals. Oh, gotcha. Semifinals? Right. Uh, Yeah, he played him pretty well. I remember being impressed. I was watching it. And so he got him here. Yeah, you can see how uh, lanky and lean and how well he moves and that serve with just the angles that it comes down at. 
Uh, so, yes, let me see if I can figure out how old he is. Um, but that ends Novak's run, at least at the Australian Open. He's 22 years old. So this is the match and the victory of his life. Congratulations to him. It's always cool when you see dreams come true. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of dreams come true, we've got a couple of first-time head coaches moving from offensive coordinator. So we knew about Brian Callahan before I left. He spoke on Thursday. So we'll let you hear from the new head coach of the Titans. He gets the chance to work with quarterback Will Levis. He's already had a chance to meet him. And then this is actually really funny only because a couple days ago, Dave Canales was all fired up about his future with the Bucks. He was one of, I don't know, 37 candidates that interviewed with the Carolina Panthers and right on the heels of Brian Callahan and then Jim Harbaugh comes Dave Canales leaving Tampa, staying in the division. I guess David Tepper's familiar with him and the Panthers are familiar with him. Of course, they have a brand new GM as well, but they waste no time in plucking Dave Canales away from Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. It was awful. All right. I don't know who that came from, but that's just mean. <laughs> Baker. Oh, that was Baker. <laughs> Meaning it was awful that they plucked him away. Oh, yes. Sorry, I didn't recognize his voice. I couldn't, name, I couldn't name that voice in two words. It's awful. Hello. It sucked. I sucked. I sucked today. We sucked today. It, it all awful. sucked today. It was terrible. It was horror awful. Uh, anyway, so Dave Canales gets his first head coaching gig but stays in the NFC South, moving from Tampa to Charlotte. I can understand why David Tepper went with a new head coach, right? Because some of the veteran head coaches may not have been too keen on him being so involved. And then right after that NFC domino dropped, we find out that Raheem Morris, who is a former head coach with the Buccaneers for three seasons, it didn't go well. And then was an interim ho- uh, interim head coach in a couple of for a couple of games in Atlanta after Dan Quinn got fired. It's just a, I mean, it's a tangled web. Uh, he has spent the last three years in L.A. as the D coordinator. Won a Super Bowl with the Rams a couple seasons ago, and now he gets another head coaching job. Do you know he hasn't been a head coach other than the interim? But he didn't get the job there, obviously. Do you know he hasn't been a head coach since, I think, oh, 13 maybe? He was, it's over a decade that he has been a coordinator or a, you know, a, a coach under other head coaches and now gets another shot. How cool is that? There had to be times he wondered if it would ever come around again. But the Falcons, and this is... Arthur Blank, right, who doesn't generally hire coaches with experience. 14 different candidates. And Morris beats out Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel. I don't know about Jim Harbaugh because he was hired by the Chargers. And there's all kinds of really decorated coordinators in this list. 
It's Raheem Morris who gets the job. Oh, 11. It was 2011. I knew it was it was over a decade ago. He has not coached, meaning the job was actually his, not an interim, since 11 with the Buccaneers. Look at that. Roughly 15, not quite 15 full years, but, oh, sorry, 13 full years from the time that he last had a job that was all his. Wow. Congratulations to Raheem Morris. That's really neat. So we're going to dive in. We'll hear why Raheem Morris, why Dave Canales, and some very enthusiastic, optimistic, exciting introductory press comments from Brian Callahan. I'm glad his dreams are coming true as well. It's going to be interesting to see what other moves the Titans make to be sure that they put the right people around him and to be sure that Will Levis has a better offensive line. Also, how does the Titans offense look without Derrick Henry is the question. That's a tough challenge for any coach. We've got the After Hours Game of the Week poll already up. It's the Conference Championship Edition from our show Twitter or my Twitter. I know we talked about this, though some of you may not have been listening at the time, but at the end of uh, the Wednesday morning show when I was getting off the air, I was sharing with you the intel that 40 million viewers was the average The average, you guys, for Divisional Weekend. These numbers are only going to rocket skyward because the Chiefs, the defending champs, are still involved. Baltimore has an active fan base. The Lions are this incredible story. The Niners have a massive fan base. But Chiefs and Bills on Sunday evening peaked at 56 million Viewers, those are numbers that are generally only reserved for conference championships, and and that's still high for a conference championship. And then Super Bowl, it was the most watched broadcast since the last year's Super Bowl. The NFL is king of the hill. The NFL is the bully on the playground. The NFL is a cash cow, a golden goose, and the league every other league wants to be when it grows up. Thank you. Which is why Roger Goodell makes $40 million a year. It's time to have some fun. I could imagine it's fun as long as you don't check out your social media. That was one of my main topics with the young women I spoke to today. I shared stories. (laughs) All right. My stories, your stories. We all scream for stories. Uh, So vote for the game of the week on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, check out a couple of photos on Twitter. They'll be up on Facebook soon because producer Jay rocks. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed your time away from me, but I'm back. Uh, you can't miss me if I never go away. 855-212-4227. Jay, stop smiling at that. 855-212. Why are you grinning so bigly? <laughs> so bigly. <laughs> 855, it's a big grin. 2124CBS. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. We all had some form of aspirations to play at the next level or to do the special things that the guys before us had done at the next level. You know, and obviously it was big time disappointment for me um, not having that opportunity to get invited to a camp and do some of those type of things. And then uh, right away, the opportunity to coach uh, fell upon me. And it was um, right with my guys here at Hofstra doing things with Coach Gardy and, and realistically knowing that that was probably my best avenue this is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Raheem Morris has been in front of the microphone many a time other than the interim gig in Atlanta, which was taking over for Raheem. He was the last a head coach where it was his gig going back to 2011. And so it's been a long span in between his head coaching gigs where he was actually hired for the job. But people think so highly of him. If you were paying attention last week, Les Snead, the GM of the Rams, was doing his kind of exit interview, uh, pre-offseason interview, and they started, he started, others followed suit, raving about Raheem Morris and actually touting him for a head coaching gig. Great human being. Uh, The guy's coded to, let's call it, respect everyone, to build a relationship with everyone, no matter where you're at in the organization. And what's awesome is, is as he does that, you just see the respect flow back in his direction. And that's just, that's just, he's coded for that. He's it's a, it's a superpower that I think would help any organization. He's highly intelligent human being who happened to choose football. Hmm. High praise from Les Snead. And again, he was the defensive coordinator with the Rams these last three years. So has worked closely with McVay, Sean McVay, and we've seen a lot of coaches come out of the Sean McVay system. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS sports radio. I have a couple friends in media who know him really well. 
Uh, and, and in fact, he's a family friend of one of my close friends in media, and she raves about him as well. Uh, so I'm excited for him, and I know there's a lot of people around football that are. Uh, Les need not the only one, but it's cool to hear him talk about the brand-new Falcons head coach. He's coached in the defensive room. He's actually coached in an offensive room. I mean, whether he was a mentee learning, whether he was partnering with people, whether he was mentoring and leading others, you know, those great Tampa defenses, that great uh, Atlanta offense that nearly pulled off a Super Bowl win. I mean, he was in the offensive room. Nearly. He was in those defensive rooms. So there, there's not many coaches uh, on the planet, right, who's been in both of those rooms on those two sides of the ball. He's going to he's gonna build a – he's going to give any organization an edge in just how collaborative he is. It's going to be – it's going to – be an edge that uh, most teams aren't going to be able to compete with. It was fun to, now I saw this online, but also we've heard now from Roddy White, who of course was a longtime Falcons receiver and spoke to Fox five Atlanta about Raheem Morris. Again, there's a common thread. Everyone raves about the guy and his character. Full of excitement, man. I love raw, man since the days of competing against him in Tampa Bay, to him being on the coaching staff with Dan Quinn and just interacting with him on a day-to-day basis, man. It was fun, man. He brought a lot of energy and everything, a lot of perspective to the game. And just uh, just football knowledge, man. To be that young man, got a lot of football knowledge, man. And just sitting down there and just, you know, having conversations with him, you know, about plays and him, you know, transitioning to the – to the wide receiver room and coaching the wide eyes when, you know, he was a defensive guy and, you know, understanding that side of the the aspect of the, of the playbook and stuff like that, man. World of wisdom, you know what I'm saying? I know he's light, you know, everywhere in the building in a, and in Atlanta. You know, people love Raw, so he going to be a hit, man. He going to be a hit, man. And I want him to be really, really successful. What an endorsement from Roddy White, who spent his entire career there in Atlanta and knows Raheem well from his time on that staff going back. So that's the Falcons. And again, they interviewed 14 different guys, including some very experienced head coaches. And you could say that Raheem has experience, but we're not talking about a guy who's got a winning record or extensive years as the head man. So Arthur Blank is breaking with his convention a little bit and yet still brings in a guy who right now is hot on the coaching tree. As for Dave Canales, that's the other hire in the NFC South. Just as a side note, you think about that division and the Buccaneers have made the playoffs now four consecutive seasons. They're the only NFC team that's done so. They're hoping to keep the majority of their offense intact, though they lose their O coordinator. And he deserves a bunch of credit for what he was able to pull together in a year. The way that Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans had a great rapport really quickly, Chris Godwin, he just, and I, I know a lot of people are giving him credit for the way Baker played, which is fair. He deserves the credit for putting him in the right places and the right position to succeed. But if you think about how Tampa has won the division and, you know, they've had a couple of mediocre years, but the division's been down as a whole and there's just continuing transition with the Falcons. 
with the Panthers and even with the Saints, while they keep Dennis Allen and they've got Derek Carr, a lot of the rest of that roster is about to undergo an overhaul. Their defense needs some attention. We know the offense, Alvin Kamara is on and off the field. The the receivers that, well, I mean, Chris Olave has been awesome for them since he got there, as long as he's healthy. But some of the other pieces around Derek Carr have been kind of on and off the field. We never did see Michael Thomas again materialize. So they've got a bunch of changes too, just not at coach and quarterback, though those guys are relatively new to the division as well or new in their positions. And so yet again, Tampa, even though the Bucs are losing their OC, yet again, they're still a team that just by virtue of having the most stability, theoretically, if they bring back their major pieces, they do have a bunch of free agents, but they bring back their major pieces, they're still the team to beat in that division. Just because they're not making as many changes, which is kind of crazy. So Ian Rappaport looking at the combination of Dave Canales and Bryce Young. This is a guy who certainly will galvanize the building. I know they've been you know, working on, on getting this building right in alignment. And Dan Morgan now in uh, as the general manager. And, and they, these two obviously have known each other from Seattle. There's a lot to like with this pairing. Should also mention that uh, Dave Canales is a minority candidate. He is of Mexican descent. Uh, Bryce Young also of Mexican descent. Uh, now we, they will work together. And look, if you're Bryce Young, there is a reason, guys, that this was the number one overall selection. There is a reason why so many teams believe that this was the best quarterback prospect. Looking back now, everyone's, oh, we knew seat. No, they thought Bryce Young was the guy. No. They have hired a coach to, among other things, get the absolute most out of their former number one overall pick. A lot of buzz around Dave Canales and Raheem Morris, now head coaches in the NFC South. Whereas in the AFC South, it's Brian Callahan, a name that maybe a lot of people didn't know outside of Cincinnati, but a lot of work done with Joe Burrow under Zach Taylor, of course. A lot of work done with Burrow and the the wide receivers. Joe Mixon, they've got a fantastic offense when Joe is healthy. So you can see why offensive coordinators are popular But it is so fascinating to me that Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick are still free agents, if you will. And Bill, maybe maybe it goes back to the similar situation as Mike McCarthy. Though I believe Mike McCarthy decided to take a year off. Although the the theory is that when he found, when he kind of realized that there wasn't going to be an opening for him or a job that he really wanted or that fit, uh, he decided to take a year off. So it may have not been his first choice, but he did end up taking a year off to regroup and to refresh and then got an incredible gig in Dallas. Maybe that's the route that Bill Belichick takes. Maybe this is about, I don't know, owners sitting and and Bill Belichick and general managers and it just not being a good fit because of the wealth of experience and knowledge and I don't know. If I'm Arthur Blank, I probably have a hard time hiring him after <laughs> Belichick led the charge back from the, the 25 points down in the Super Bowl. But either way, he's not going to be a fit for everyone. I mean, they're actually going to be people who are intimidated by him and his success. And I don't know how much truth there is to the idea that he would demand too much and some teams wouldn't want to give it to him. Maybe it's Belichick being selective. 
right? Maybe it's him not wanting to take any old job. Like we had talked about before, I think the Atlanta job is a real challenge. I mean, Raheem's got a lot of great ideas and excitement, but they don't have a quarterback. They've got some good young pieces, but on defense and certainly offense, like new weapons as we've talked about, but they don't have a QB. That's, That's the first question that has to be answered. Um, and maybe there are some jobs that Belichick wouldn't want because because they're ones that are much more of a rebuild than he's interested in. But the that's Mike, not my job. The Mike Vrabel piece is intriguing. Marco, what do you think? Uh, I'm a little surprised that everybody, maybe it was because they didn't realize Vrabel was going to be out there and people had already kind of started to make up their mind of where they wanted to go. But I'm surprised that Vrabel hasn't gotten any more traction and I think he could be like a McCarthy situation like you talked about before. Take a step back, take a year off. He's going to probably be the hot candidate next year. Belichick, not so much, simply because of his age. It's not just everything else. It's also, I mean, what's he going to be, 73, 74 next year? I think he's 71 now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're. it's hard to, to, to hand the keys to someone of that age plus what you're getting into with Belichick. The thing with the Falcons job that's, Maybe I'm naive here. I feel like it's more Belichick walked away from it than the Falcons didn't want. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't. I haven't heard that. We're just guesstimating, but I wouldn't be surprised because I don't think that's an easy fix, if you will. They the reports were that Arthur Blank was so, I mean, just over the moon enamored to get, of him to get yeah. to go get Belichick, and he interviewed 14 candidates, and Raheem Morris was your pick. Mm-hmm. It's not a knock on Raheem Morris. It's really not. You're telling me you sat with Bill Belichick twice and you went, nah, this is not the guy. After You know what? After watching him for 25 years with the Patriots, these meetings, this wasn't where I wanted to go. No, I feel like that's more of Arthur Blank is difficult to work for because he's a guy that wants to be Uh hands-on. And I think him and Belichick sat down twice and went over a lot of things. And I think it was almost like, I don't think either one of us want to do this. Because I think Blank wanted to be more in control of what what he's used to. And Belichick was like... If you think I'm going to meet with you once a week and go over my game plan, you're out of your mind. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to hand me the keys, get the hell out of my way. So I, I just, I don't, I think that was just two guys that realized that this is not going to not work. Not a good fit, yeah. And I, again, same thing. Like you interviewed Mike Vrabel. Is that Mike Vrabel? You going? You know what? I don't think you're the guy for me. Or is Mike Vrabel looking at you going? This is what I want to do. If this is not how it's going to work. Interesting. You think Vrabel's in a position where he would turn down yes. a new gig? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, again, 14 candidates. You met with Jim Harbaugh. You want to bring him in for a second meeting before he took the Chargers job? Like these, All these guys you weren't sold on, or were they looking at you going, are you out of your mind? <laughs> I, I just, It's hard for me to believe that it's Arthur Blank was that selective and not one of all of these established coaches. Mm-hmm. Were, they were all begging him for this job, or were they all looking at it going, let's see what it is. And you know what? After talking for whatever, 12 hours, I'm not sure if you're right for me and I'm not sure if I'm right for you. And there is a reason why he generally hires guys that don't have any experience. This is the first one ever. Right. And Raheem Morris hasn't been a head coach in this league for 12 years. Right. Other than the few games in Atlanta. It wasn't his job, right? right. It was Dan it was an Quinn's interim. job. Yeah. 2011 is a long time ago. Again, I'm, I'm happy for Raheem Morris. Ago. I'm happy that he got a second chance. I'm a little surprised it took this long to get one. But there is a reason why Arthur Blank has never hired mm-hmm. a guy with experience. Yeah, it's interesting. And and again, you look at the names that he was looking at, and every one of them were begging for this job, and he turned them all down. 
I'm sorry, that smells wrong to me. It just absolutely smells wrong. Yeah, no, I mean, we talked about it. Remember when we heard the Belichick was interviewing in Atlanta, and we both said, would he want that job? Who would want that job? Now, the job that's open, it doesn't sound like, there's only two left. Right. He's not getting the Seattle job. Forget that. They're, they're out the way. There's no way they're going from Pete Carroll to Bill Belichick. It doesn't no. make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. And we so, keep hearing about Ben Johnson for to Washington. Washington. That's the only spot that I thought was a possibility, and it seemed like they had no interest. I'm surprised there. I thought with the new ownership group with Josh Harris, mm-hmm. I thought they would have looked for established. Now, they're obviously looking for the new hot coordinator, and Ben Johnson's name has been all over the place. And yeah. it, I'm, I'm not surprised he's getting a job, and if that's the one that he gets, so be it. But I'm a little surprised with all the instability, with all the turbulence with Washington, with a new ownership. I'm surprised that they didn't stop and go, we can get the all-time greatest coach. We can bring him here and we can set the all-time record and beat Don Shula's record in our colors. I think we do this, guys. Let's stabilize. It may be only two or three years. Let's get our feet wet. Let's stabilize things here. And let's move forward like this. Yeah, I'm really surprised that, that that wasn't Especially an option the group that. that has a Magic Johnson in it, you know, and that values, really values winning, and you know they want to win. So we'd love to hear from you, A-Law Radio on Twitter. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. After hours, Game of the Week poll is up. It's going to be a tight one. Uh, and then a photo of what I discovered at the Augusta, Georgia airport. Of course, I should have known. I should have expected it. You are listening to the After Hours. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Podcast. six seasons and he brought a lot of passion every day to work um, to players to staff to 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 the organization and I will always appreciate what Mike brought and wish the best for Mike and his family this is after hours with Amy Lawrence Amy Adams Strunk who is the Owner, majority owner, family owner of the Tennessee Titans. And she was gracious about the decision to let Mike Vrabel go. But it was still a surprise. Uh, Marco said before the update that he thought maybe teams had already decided the direction they were going when Vrabel was let go. Therefore, they, they weren't going to pivot. But I disagree with that. I think the fact that he was let go on Tuesday after the season, he was let go Tuesday. It was before Pete Carroll. It was before B- Bill Belichick. Uh, it was before even the wild card games. 
Uh, so I, I know he's interviewed for a bunch of jobs. It is surprising to me that he is still available. Um, and yet, if you're talking about an owner who, number one, wants a lot of offense, number one, is, is looking for that offensive, high-octane, high-profile, going-to-put-butts-in-the-seats type of style, well, then you are going to look at offensive coordinator if you have a young quarterback and you're looking for someone who can work with that young QB, well, then O coordinator is the right place to go. And think about the two guys that have just been promoted or have just been hired from the OC position. Number one, we were just talking about him, Dave Canales, to work with Bryce Young. The Panthers have got to figure that part out. They traded a lot of assets away to get Bryce Young as their QB. He had a miserable year. It wasn't all his fault. You can tell that mentally... He's not overwhelmed by the big stage. He just wasn't ready. And he didn't have a lot of pieces around him. The O-line was brutal. He's lucky that he only missed, what, one game, two games? They've got to protect their investment. And they've also got to teach their investment, work with their investment. And that's where Dave Canales comes in. But how about in Tennessee? Same thing. They need to get the best out of Will Levis. Because they drafted him. They're about to get rid of Ryan Tannehill more than likely. The other young quarterback they have under contract, Malik Willis, really isn't likely to see the field or shouldn't be seeing the field much. He's a, he's going to be a third-year guy. And so for that reason, they need to have someone who can work with Will. And they see what... Brian did with Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Brian Callahan uh, recognizing what a huge opportunity this is in Tennessee. This really is a lifelong dream of mine to to be standing uh, at this podium in front of everybody here. Uh, To be a head coach at the highest level, uh, to be um, this franchise's head coach, uh, is, an, is a great responsibility and an incredible honor. I'm excited to put in the work and hard work necessary uh, for us to be able to have the success that we all envision. There's great things about Nashville and there's great things about the Tennessee Titans and part of my job is to make sure that we bring all those things to life. And part of his job, of course, will be to get the best out of what will be the second year quarterback, Will Levis. I really enjoy getting to know him. Uh, I can't wait to get to work with him. He's got a lot of really special physical talents um, that I'm that I'm excited to go to go see if we can make better. And um, everything about him so far has been fantastic, and I'm excited to get to go further down into it. We let you hear some of the high praise for Raheem Morris in Atlanta, but in Tennessee, they are sure they got their man. Berg Nihil is the president of the Titans, and he's been raving about Callahan and says, actually, this was a really easy decision. Brian was the last in-person interview. Uh, it started off as, a, as an interview, right? People asking Brian questions, Brian answering the questions. Uh, at some point, Amy Adams-Strunk, Kenneth Adams, uh, myself, Rand, Chad Brinker, Anthony Robinson are, are in the room. And uh, at some point, that interview changed from an interview to a workshop on how they were going to build this thing. It just naturally evolved into it. Ran and, and Brian uh, went from Ran asking questions, Brian answering questions, 
to them just riffing and getting excited and everybody was sitting up in their chair. Consistent. Uh, my demeanor is pretty consistent. Um, I pride myself on being a great teacher. Uh, that's first and foremost. As a coach, that's all you really care about is, is how well can you teach and articulate to the players what they need to do. Um, I, have the, I have plenty of intensity. Um, I'm a pretty laid back demeanor most of the time, as you guys will see. But um, when it's time to make, make corrections and, and bring the energy that's necessary, I can do that. Um, but my coaching style is, is a teaching coaching style. Uh, we're trying to make sure that our guys know exactly what to do, how to do it, um, and can go execute at, at, a, at a really high level and as fast as humanly possible. Well, considering that the Titans are likely to have a bunch of younger players, guys that they can get for a little cheaper, they don't want to pay Derek again, more than likely. I guess it's not a decision that we know for sure yet, but more than likely they don't want to pay Derrick Henry to be the highest uh, most expensive running back in the NFL. He was the most expensive this past year. He's 30 years old. They're likely getting rid of other high-priced free agents. Going to go young, which is where a teacher comes in handy. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.